Welcome back. My name is Chris Gosselin from Australian Fund Monitors. This morning we're talking to Rodney Brott, Fund Manager from DS Capital. Rodney and his partner James run the DS Capital Growth Fund. It's got a 10-year track record, during which time it's made an average of 14.5% over that time. Rodney, welcome to Fund Monitors. Thanks very much for having me, Chris. Good to see you again. Nice to see you again. So what's been happening? We've just finished the end of reporting season. Can we start with that? There's a lot going on, but reporting season, how did you find that? Sure. Uh, interestingly, reporting season was actually quite good. Uh, many companies reported strong results, and fortunately for us, from our uh, portfolio's point of view, uh, the companies produced results uh, as good, if not better, uh, than what we were expecting, uh, which is very important because it shows the underlying businesses are performing well and the Australian economy seems to be performing well. Unfortunately, none of that was, uh, was, was really interesting to investors over the last month or so, given investors' focus on the macroeconomic events, uh, such as uh, potential for runaway inflation and what that would do to interest rates and also the geopolitical tensions that have manifested themselves with, uh, with a very unwelcome war uh, in Ukraine. So is it really a question that the macro is completely governing things at the moment? And obviously there, is, there are individual companies that are, that, that are being affected from that more than others, but the macro has taken over, is that correct? I, th I think that's absolutely correct. Uh, you know, there are, there are investors that are exiting stocks, exiting and exiting the asset class as people uh, look for safe havens. You know, mostly that's been in, in gold and energy over the last uh, uh, little while, which are areas that we traditionally don't uh, invest in. And that's left a, a lot of businesses that have reported strong results with share prices substantially below where they were in, uh, in late December of last year. So investors are really faced with the issue of saying, well, do I hold on because I'm a long-term investor, which is, which is sensible, or do I sell, do I run for the hills and take cover? Um, or do I take this as an opportunity? And it would seem to me to be uh, three different uh, alternative approaches. How do you look at it? Yeah. Well, look, it's, it's always very, very difficult to um, uh, to keep a, a level head in, in these times of crises. But traditionally, uh, for those investors that are patient enough to look through the noise and uh, look through the volatility, there will be opportunities. Uh, the question is over what period of time will those opportunities reveal themselves. We tend to take a, a longer term view. When we invest in businesses, uh, we would like to hold them you know, three, four, five years because good businesses are, are hard to find. Now, at the moment, there's many, many reasons for investors to be concerned, and particularly those reasons have, you know, almost, you know, in, in the case of wars, uh, you know, existential risks. But ultimately, you, you can't build an investment uh, strategy around, uh, you know, uh, existential risk that could threaten the entire world, because if the worst case scenario develops, then uh, ultimately, it's not going to matter what's in your portfolio. You know, we we take a view that 
we can't add enormous value to an analysis of geopolitical events, uh, therefore we are concerned about them, we take them on board, particularly you know, when we're determining you know, when to buy things, uh, etc. But for, for, from our perspective, we feel we add the most value by looking at businesses from the ground up, trying to understand how those businesses operate, the operating environment, the people running those businesses, and most importantly, how they will grow over time. And they're the sorts of businesses that are attractive to us, and the share prices of those businesses, uh, or some of those businesses, have come back a lot because of those major macroeconomic uh, uh, influences, and some of them will be attractive. So is it a question of sort of steady as she goes, or, or do you take some risk off the table in certain areas um, uh, to, to redeploy elsewhere? Look, we're, you know, we've, we've got currently quite healthy cash levels. Uh, we had, take some, had taken some risk off the table uh, on the basis that we haven't uh, aggressively replaced things that we either had been selling or, or were selling, and we haven't deployed uh, a huge amount of our cash reserves just at this stage. Uh, there will be plenty of opportunities. We, we have no skill or ability to pick the bottom of markets that are driven by fear and emotion rather than fundamentals. So you know, at a certain point in time, uh, and we've already started uh, with a very small amount, we'll deploy some of that cash on the basis that fundamentals will ultimately um, be focused on again. And once the noise passes, uh, we feel that prices will start to, to move back towards where the fundamental value of those businesses are. So how would you describe that? If I can try and describe that sort of cautious opportunism, is that, is that fair or not? Yeah, look, I, look I, I like to think that we're always cautious and I'd like to think that we always take our opportunities. Um, we're not going to try and you know, catch the proverbial falling knife and, and go all in with our cash reserves just at the first sign of, of hysterical markets that we've certainly seen over the last, the last little while. Uh, but ultimately, we are looking for opportunities at all times and there are some amazing businesses uh, that are selling for far less today than they were a month or so ago. So we will look at those businesses, but importantly, uh, we need to see or we need to understand how those businesses are performing in different environments and, you know, our, our ideal case scenario is a business that can grow its its earnings in a variety of different environments and I'd like to think that we've got uh, a number of those businesses in the portfolio already and we're on the lookout for, for more and we've also got a shopping list of, uh, of things that we think are interesting at these levels as well. Rodney, you mentioned earlier that you felt the Australian economy was going really well. It is strong. I mean, it seems to have survived everything that COVID in the last two years has thrown at it. So on a local basis, uh, in spite of the issues we've talked about geopolitically, globally, uh, you're quite confident about the Australian economy. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. I mean, we've, we've, got, we've, got, we've had a very you know, good government that in the main have handled the, the, the COVID challenges very well. Uh, households have, you know, 
uh, got their, their their household balance sheets in in very in very good shape. Uh, there's certainly signs of uh, resumption of normality uh, with businesses open, shops open, and all of those businesses and shops and etc are going to, to need people and with a return to normality we should expect more normal economic conditions that I suspect will be welcome to everyone and, and good for everyone. Uh, there's obvious pockets of uh, obvious challenges along the way. Uh, the risk of runaway inflation is also weighing heavily on, on, on investors minds and that you know, evidence of that was seen in the recent reporting seasons uh, with, with, some, with some margin erosion due to you know, higher input costs, uh, wages costs, supply chain blockages, etc. Some of those things will definitely be permanent. Uh, some of those things may uh, be temporary, but, but in the main, the Australian economy seems to be going well, and, uh, and that will be good for everyone. Rodney, on that note, which is a pretty buoyant note, I'd like to thank you very much for joining us. Always good to speak to you and always good to get your commonsensical views of what's happening in the world. Thanks very much, Chris. I, I appreciate your time.